This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 30th of March. Get this one, Juzzy Boy. An Australian startup has created a meatball made of the woolly mammoth. What? Yes, the mammal that went extinct almost 10,000 years ago. What? The company used the genetic sequence from the animal to grow their meat in a lab. Wow. Next up, Tyrannosaurus Rex ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, good news. Inflation has slowed to 6.8%, which hopefully gives more evidence that prices have peaked. Maybe. Next up, the Reserve Bank and its impending 11th straight interest rate rise next week. Wow. Fluxam, if you're keen to learn about what the RBA decides the moment it happens, make sure you've downloaded the Flux app. Three financially confident stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, Qantas and Virgin are being called out for gatekeeping Sydney airport's runways. Oh, this sounds like a bit of a juicy one, so give us the lowdown. Now, we know that Qantas, including Jetstar, yep. as well as Virgin, they're the two big dogs when it comes to domestic travel here in Australia. But recently, a third player, Bonza, entered the market with a plan to shake up the duopoly. And now, Sydney Airport CEO has come out and said that these big rigs have been holding back other airlines from getting access to Sydney Airport. AKA Australia's biggest gateway. Now, here's how their little ploy has worked, okay. Jazzy Boy. Both Qantas and Virgin have been asking for airport slots. But here's the thing. Both Qantas and Virgin were hovering around 10% cancellation rate for flight out of Sydney when the national rate is just below 4%. Which means they're booking airport slots and then cancelling the flights that they don't fill last minute. And because of this hoarding behaviour, other airlines like Bonza, like Rex, aren't getting access to Sydney Airport. Mm, so what is the key learning here? In the business world, competition can take many different forms, including gatekeeping opportunities. Right now, Qantas and Virgin are getting first dibs on the Sydney Airport slot. And they're using this benefit to their own advantage and to the exclusion of other competitors. Now, hoarding airport slots is a bit like when your flaky friend gets a ticket to a hard-to-get concert yep. that you missed out on but bails at the very last minute. It's not cool, and in this case, it's certainly not cool because it means cancelled flights for passengers. For our second story, Lithium Miner, Liontown Resources, has rejected a $5.5 billion takeover bid Wow! because they reckon they're worth more. <laughs> You've got to know your worth these days, <laughs> Jazzy Boy, and Liontown most certainly does. So tell me more. Okay, so Liontown Resources is a mineral exploration company that's focused on lithium projects in particular. And Liontown has already cut some deals with Tesla and with Ford over the past couple of years. Now, earlier this week, Liontown received a $5.5 billion takeover bid from Albemarle, a US-based chemicals company. Now, Albemarle offered a whopping 63% premium to Liontown's closing price before the offer came around. But Liontown said, nah-uh. Nope, despite this tasty offer, it still significantly undervalues our company. Company. So what is the key learning here? Every mining explorer with high quality minerals faces the same billion dollar question. Literally a billion dollar question. You see, Jazzy Boy, when it comes to the mining industry, there are mining explorers mm -hmm. and there are mining producers. Liontown is currently a mining explorer. These are the companies that explore different sites around Australia or the world, and they hope they may stumble across some minerals. I'd be thinking gold, yep. I'd be thinking silver, mm -hmm. copper, even lithium. And it just so happens that Liontown has struck lithium. <laughs> but to extract these highly lucrative minerals from the ground, you need to become a mining producer. And that B-Man will cost Liontown a tasty $895 million. So Liontown Resources will either need to raise hundreds of millions to mine its minerals, or it's just holding off for an even better offer from a mining producer to buy the rights off them. Mm -hmm. For our third and final story, Alibaba plans to split its $328 billion empire into 
into six smaller units for future growth and to keep the Chinese government on side. Wow, this is absolutely massive. So tell me more, B-Man. All right, Alibaba was founded in 1999 in China as an online marketplace that basically connected Chinese manufacturers yep. with buyers in China and around the world. It later expanded into e-commerce, into digital payments, cloud computing, and pretty much everything else. Fair to say, Jazzy Boy, that over time, Alibaba became a powerhouse in China that could potentially threaten the power of the Chinese government. But now, B-Man, Alibaba has announced a major overhaul of its business. It's splitting the overall business into six independent units. And each of these units will raise its own capital mm -hmm. and explore its own IPOs down the track. So what is the key learning here? While restructuring can give each independent company more flexibility, mm -hmm. it means less power for the overall company. And this is exactly what the Chinese government wants. Over the last couple of years, Alibaba's founder, Jack Ma, has had a pretty rocky relationship with the Chinese government. In late 2020, he criticised the government and its banking industry. Just before he was planning to go public with Ant Financial, his fintech behemoth, the Chinese government blocked the IPO shortly after his speech. And then he disappeared from public view for many, many, many a month. He moved to Japan, he moved to Thailand, even visited Australia. But now, get around us, he's returned to China <laughs> with six smaller units, i.e. companies, instead of one big kahuna. And this may become a playbook for other Chinese tech giants like Tencent if they want to stay on the good side of the government. Mm -hmm. Jazzy boy, if I don't say so myself, having a look at the stats of the Flux Daily Newsletter, wowee, that thing keeps growing and growing. We've got readers from companies like Coles, like Macquarie Bank, Canva, and even the AFL. So if you want to check out the Flux Daily Newsletter, head to flux.finance forward slash newsletter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.